Hello and welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at The Tomorrow War. Directed by Chris McKay, The Tomorrow War is the military science fiction action film starring Chris Pratt. The movie is available now on Amazon Prime Video, but if you haven't watched The Tomorrow War yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. Originally set for theatrical release by Paramount Pictures, the film's distribution rights were acquired by Amazon due to the COVID-19 pandemic and subsequently released on the streaming platform. Jason, you have the plot. The world is stunned when a group of time travellers arrive from the year 2051 to deliver an urgent message. 30 years in the future, mankind is losing a global war against a deadly alien species. The only hope for survival is the is for soldiers and civilians from the present to be transported to the future and join the fight. Among those recruited is high school teacher and family man Dan Forrester, played by Chris Pratt. Determined to save the world for his young daughter, Dan teams up with a brilliant scientist, played by Yvonne Trahovsky, and his estranged father, played by J.K. Simmons, in a desperate quest to rewrite the fate of the planet. I did watch this movie. <laughs> Sorry, I had to, I had to say oh, good. I had to say it. <laughs> oh, I had to say it. Otherwise, it'd be a very short review and very one time. <laughs> it'd just be me talking. It it took you um it took me a, a few a few days there a week or so to to get around to watching it. It was on my list to to watch. I like the idea of it. Chris Pratt, you know, he he drew me in with his star power, time travel. There's aliens, you know. I'm a sucker for those types of things, as I'm sure um, you are as well. But I mean. The, the 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 premise the premise of this movie do you, i mean i kind of went over it a bit in the um in the synopsis there but do you want to give us a rundown on i guess your complete understanding on the premise of this movie and if it makes sense <laughs> i mean <laughs> it makes enough sense i was more than happy to go with it you basically you've got you have to you right, have you've to. got military in the future there's the alien invasion but they can only travel in time to a fixed point yeah so okay and those two fixed points like progress through time at the same time so it's like so it's yes the time's still moving forward in both timelines yeah yeah but then in the future it's what do they say? It's like stuck together with like sticky tape and gum, or it's like it's it's not held together very well. So that the fact that it's working at all is almost a miracle. So they can't play around with it too much. They just keep sending people back or bringing people to the future, almost as cannon fodder for the most part. Pretty much, it's like I mean, we've run out of in the future, right? We've run out of fighters. We've run out of people. People are like the the population is diminishing. Earth is almost gone. We're running out of people, bodies. We need more. Let's go to the past and get our get our ancestors, get our parents, our grandparents, etc., to come to the future. Well, I guess they're present to fight. And like you said, cannon fodder. I mean, one of the rules they establish is that the people that they do bring forward in time have to have not. Oh, like would have had to have died 
in, I guess, like basically not exist in that time at all. So they would have had to yes. die at some point, seven years, 10 years, 20, whatever it is. And I'm like, okay, cool. I guess that's kind of like, cause they're, they're talking about some sort of, you know, like basically an implosion in, uh, you know, there'd be like a, you know, a, what do you call it? Like a, a paradox kind of thing. And I'm like, okay, cool. They're kind of addressing that. But at the same time, I'm like, what about the time, say Chris Pratt's character, he's, supposed to die in seven years or something so they're like okay cool he's a candidate because of that if he dies in the future as in like you know because he only dies what about what happens in that seven years all the things that he does in effect might there be like some sort of catastrophic like the, the, i don't know the time these, these are the kind no of questions the movie doesn't want you asking and like you said you just got to <laughs> move on from it because there's nothing but plot holes in this. There's no logic oh, mate, to it. It, is, it is riddled. It's self-same. Right. I want to go back to, to what you said because I, I find it's very telling for you because, like me, you often don't wait to watch things. If it's out, you'll watch it. You really mm. waited on the Tomorrow War. For me, <laughs> the weekend it came out. I think it came right. out Thursday, Friday, but I watched it on the Saturday. Sat down with the wife. The two of us enjoyed it. What I'm going to say with that, though, I'm fully aware that part of my enjoyment did come from the fact that here's a big, flashy movie starring Chris Pratt <laughs> that I can watch yeah. at home on Prime. That's, that's completely... I feel though my experience with this movie, if it was still theatrical, it's a Paramount movie, maybe my enjoyment level wouldn't be as high watching it at home i i enjoyed it it's saturday night it didn't cost me extra money on itunes i had it already available do we have to get to a point where we stop scaling our our overall i guess opinion of a movie based on the fact that we didn't have to pay for it i I guess you know outside of the, the subscription that we pay for and the fact that it's delivered we watch it at home, all that kind of stuff. We didn't have to pay an, an overpriced ticket to go see it, get that cinematic experience, all that kind of stuff. We have to stop scaling movies back because we have to judge them on what they are. But yeah, I'm going to no, say, if, if I'm honest, like you, no, I, I would, like, when we give the rating, it will be, I'll give my honest rating for the movie. Fair enough. Fair but enough. in the moment, though, my enjoyment, I guess what you're talking about there, we've, we've talked about that when we've reviewed like animated DC movies. You know, direct to yeah. DVD, Blu-ray, yeah. digital. You know, are we rating that on a on a curve? But at the end 100%. of the day, I mean, the, <laughs> the movie is what it is. I mean, I seem to recall, was it? I think it was Batman Hush. A really high score from you. <laughs> really high yeah. score. But um, but yeah, it's fine. It's fine. But you know, whether anyway. it's Netflix, Prime. I mean, I mean, Disney now. A lot of their original movies, like. The years are gone now of Disney Channel original movies. Now, if you look at movies available, like we had Luca recently. But then it's not a comparison, is it? Yeah, Cruella. But I mean, Luca didn't end up getting a theatrical run, did it? It was just... Or did it? Was that at the cinema? Uh, No, I don't believe Because, you know, I... I What did I watch? I went to the movies the other day, and... They've got the little Luca collectible cups and popcorn buckets. 
Oh, right. Clearly, it was supposed to be, but I don't think it was. But that's not my point. Now, my point was that Netflix put so many movies out, and and sometimes you'll watch it and you can be like, "That was pretty good for a Netflix film." So, I see what you mean. It it can be <laughs> yeah. a little bit like that. I mean, Prime don't do as many films. I mean, I'm thinking of ones that we've even reviewed. Obviously, this one and coming to. America. I think they might be the only two prime movies yeah, we have Probably more prime. But we should get, I guess, back on track to this movie specifically. We did go on a bit of a tangent. Hey, honestly, I, as I was saying that, <laughs> I did have have that thought. Yeah, that might be a little yeah. bit telling the fact that we're talking about anything but the movie we're reviewing. But you're right. Let's um, let's talk well, the movie. We've established we've established that. Uh, the I guess the, the premise and the, the logic of the film and I guess the whole concept of what's actually going on really doesn't make any sense. But again, if you go with it, there's potentially an enjoyable action sci-fi movie here to in, to enjoy. But I, I gotta say, I mean, you you say that you know you enjoyed the fact that this was a Chris Pratt film, big budget, heavy on the effects, lots of action. I'm right there with you. The one thing that I really actually enjoyed the most was a dead set watching this movie with my wife and just having a conversation about what the hell was going on. I really just enjoyed experiencing this movie, if that makes sense. Like just asking each other questions about what was happening on screen. What didn't make sense? And we were were like, we had a question. Well, maybe they'll answer it. And then they kind of answered it and we were like, okay, but <laughs> not quite there. I just, it was, it was a fun experience watching, let's say, the, just the ridiculousness of everything happening. But I feel it's like they genuinely, I mean, they did try and make a, they did try and make a genuinely, I guess, realistic movie, I suppose. Did they? But just hearing, I, I don't know, hearing I don't know. what you were saying there. <laughs> I mean, it has been for a while, hasn't it? But like movie making is changing like constantly. And the way you consumed this movie like years ago, that wouldn't have been your experience. You'd have been in a cinema. You'd have talked yeah. about it afterwards. And if you're not quite enjoying it or getting it, you kind of go along with it. And maybe you wouldn't have the best time with it. So just the way that we're getting to access movies now, it's, yeah, it really is changing things. And I just say, it makes it interesting for us when we're going to review it. Mm. But let's talk Chris Pratt, though, because this is a big, expensive-looking sci-fi movie, and they've got Chris Pratt, for the most part, not acting like Chris Pratt. It's weird because, you know, when you think, okay, what are the movies Chris Pratt's been in? I'm like, okay, he's been in Guardians of the Galaxy. Obviously, that's, you know, Marvel bombastic, all the crazy kind of the zany side of, of the Marvel films. You've got Jurassic World, where he's you know like almost like a superhero in his um, in his raptor training ways. Um, then you got things you know like what was that space movie he did with Jennifer Lawrence? Like he's in space. Passages. He's usually doing something a little bit more fantastical than just the yeah. norm. And then in this, when we're first introduced, well, not immediately, but essentially when we're first introduced to the uh, truly his character, just a dad. 
he's a teacher. He's he's living suburban life. He's just wearing a t-shirt. I found that very weird. Yeah, not in a bad way. Just so different, so odd. It's just. I mean, I I get it. He's an actor. Actors act of course. play different roles. No, I mean, but it, it, it just worked, seems like but... from where he started, and like even you know before Parks and Rec, and you know he'd have bit parts in comedies. I mean, he's in. He's the um, the cheating friend in Wanted. You know that movie Wanted from years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. Isn't that yeah. so? He kind of he's always been there in bit parts, but now we know him as the action guy. Whether it's Guardians, Jurassic World, but he'll do it with a wink and a smile. He's like, oh okay, yeah. that's what Chris Pratt does. I like that. Yeah. And then a you watch him. You watch him in this, and he's very much not doing that, which again, I get it. He's an actor, but he's, you know, he's on a bit of a bit of a journey in this film and it's not necessarily a pleasant one. Like he's taken from his family, he's ex-military, he's got an estranged father. So there's all this drama going on around his family. And then he's in the future. He finds out that he's going to die. There's, so his character is going through a lot. So, I mean, it makes sense. He's not just cracking jokes because mm-hmm. that. I think you're throwing the character. You're throwing the whole. You know, you put you put the weapons in his hands, and he's you know he's leading he's leading the team through, I guess, an alien war war field, and it's like, oh, there's the action, <laughs> there's the action star coming out. Like he he gets to do enough of that, so don't be yeah, don't be fooled. Like and he can do it. Like he, he can do it really well. He doesn't need to do it with humor. Like he really. He really sells it in this movie. So I certainly, I see the appeal for him, like why he'd want to make this movie. Oh, like it's right. It's, it's right up his alley. And, you know, you mentioned the whole, you know, there's a whole lot of, I guess, family issues, family drama. And you think as soon as he hits, he gets to the future, that would all be, that would all be left, I guess, in the past for him to sort of go on his own journey and then maybe come back to that after. But, um, it catches up to him, I guess, in um, in Yvonne Strahovski's character, Colonel Murray Forrester. And if that name, I guess, sounds familiar in any way, it's because, because it is. It is. It's his daughter, grown up. Yeah, yeah. And I, I really, yeah, so there's a lot going on with that, isn't there? And she really gives him a hard time when, it's, when she reveals who she really <laughs> is. And... It's like, and, he, and she's, you know, he's been punished for something that's not happened yet for him. But then he's, yeah, so he's walking around with a lot of baggage in this, but they'll put so much emphasis on their relationship in what I'd say, what the present day. And then he's going to spend time with a female character in the future. Got to be honest, I had a feeling. Oh, I, 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 feeling. I, I, and I'm sure I mean, most, not until most people did. Not, not until the exact moment they met. And then, because at first it's like you have interactions between them, like over comms and they're you know, talking to each other. And someone else is like, you know, she could just be anyone. Um, but then when they met and I was like, they're doing more with this character. And I was like, but that's his daughter. And then she said her name and I was like, that's his daughter. And then it was revealed, that's his daughter. <laughs> I was like, cool. Actually with them, um, there were a lot of, um, I guess, little reveals and plot beats that, I mean, if at any given time, I couldn't tell you what was happening in like in the next 20 minutes, half an hour. But as things started to unfold, it was like, 
it seemed very obvious where things were going. Like when they're sort of like coming up with the, you know, like the serum to take down like the queen alien. And she's like talking about like, I'm not going to tell you what I've got planned for this. And I'm like, Oh, you're going to, you're going to send him back with it and he's going to have to deal with it. And then that's what happened. It's like, there wasn't really much in terms of surprise. I mean, overall, didn't know where the hell this movie was going, but as things were unfolding, it was like, I was always kind of one step ahead, which kind of took me, took me out of it, but I don't know. It was still kind of fun, I guess. Like I said, having those little moments. Let me say something positive. In all the promotional material, not once did I see the aliens. I'm not sure if they, if that was intentional and the purpose that held it back, but certainly the footage I'd seen, I didn't see the aliens and watching the movie. They, they really make you wait. Like, you know, they're there, you're they're moving around, but you don't fully see them. And when you do get to see them for the first time, I thought the look of the aliens were excellent. Like generally quite scary. I agree. Yeah. And just the fact that we didn't know what they looked like until we saw them because the characters didn't know either, which was intentional because they thought people saw the threat. Yeah, it was. They wouldn't want to do it. (laughs) It it put them off. But even for us, the audience, we didn't see them until they were fully revealed in the movie. And yeah, I really, I really liked that. And they really did pose a big threat. Yeah, I appreciate the. the, I guess like because it's so easy these days to just be like, give the audience the monsters, the visuals. Let's just show the action straight up. Um, So I appreciate the fact they took the time to say, hey, let's let's give a bit of suspense. Let's give a bit of mystery to them. Um, and you have to, you've got to watch to, to, to get to that point. And then, yeah, and they looked good. They, they were pretty they were menacing. They were kind of scary. I mean, very like, like quiet place kind of movements and kind of designs crossed with like mini versions of what you saw in like Cloverfield. Um, yeah, I don't know. Actually, this movie had a, had a few different vibes of, of different movies of the past, you know. Yeah. I, Starship Troopers. Yeah, I definitely got Starship Troopers from this. Oh, yeah, Independence Day. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely got Independence Day. Especially when you get into that third act, which we'll we'll talk about. As a well, part. yeah, <laughs> now let's talk about that third act now. Now this movie, it's what about two hour ten? No, two hour twenty. Like it's almost this... two and a half hours. It's a very, it's a very long film, and it First feels up. like. First up. This movie's too long. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just put it out. It no, that's what I was going to get to. I was, but again, watching it at home. At home, not so much. I could walk to the fridge, I could get a drink, <laughs> I could hit pause. So maybe if it was at the cinema, maybe it'd be you too stop, long. stop, watch it tomorrow. <laughs> but it, it's like, it's almost like the movie ends at around the two hour mark and it's to be continued. Yeah, and then and, and then, then you'd wait, and then you know you mentioned Quiet Place. You'd wait for the Tomorrow War Part Two, and then that's essentially what the last <laughs> the day after Tomorrow be, War longer um, because it does become something else, and it's sort of like, oh wow, I kind of thought we're like we're getting a bit of closure here. I thought we were getting close to finishing a particular chapter, and the movie's going to fade, and then maybe we'll get another movie, we'll get a sequel. Yeah, not oh, just it starts up again. <laughs> and it's like, it okay. doesn't. It it doesn't just wind down, or like at least get to a certain narrative point, and then and then start up. It doesn't just do that. It 
it changes tonally, thematically, uh, just just all sorts. Like it really, in that third act, I, I re- sometimes this happens in movies, but this one, it really stood out. It just felt like a completely different movie. Suddenly, like, I don't know, like if logic wasn't really a part of, in the first two thirds of this movie, which it really wasn't, the third the third act just like threw all logic out out of the out of the, the window. He comes back, he comes back from the future, and then suddenly it's like, it's like he's the smartest person on the planet. Him and his wife and his mate that he met. It's like they're cracking all the mysteries that the planet hasn't been able to crack in the 12 months that they've known about the threat in the future and, uh, and the people obviously in the future haven't been able to, to work this stuff out and they're just working things out just because they're having a conversation and going oh maybe that's what's happening and then it happens to be that's yeah i don't know i mean they're the heroes are the smartest people in the room and what you've just described there it's again going back to it's almost like a different film a yeah. sequel maybe different screenwriters Maybe a different director. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind, it's the same because characters it feels like a, yeah. continuing the story, but all of a sudden it feels very different. Now, I was going to mm. say before, like watching this, so Chris Pratt is a movie star now. He used to do a lot of TV. A lot of actors in this did TV. Like the actress playing his daughter was in Chuck, and that show was fantastic for however many years. There's so many actors in this movie from TV shows. The way the movie's structured, watching it at home on TV, it's on Prime. It almost felt like we're watching a miniseries, more so than a film. I definitely got a TV vibe, but then it does look very expensive. So it's very cinematic. I can expect, yeah. But it it did feel, uh, it it felt like we're watching like maybe like a four-part miniseries, like a mini event. You know, it felt similar to that. I feel like we got, we got like a movie, or we got like um, you know a, a movie length pilot, a very expensive movie length pilot episode, and then we got the, then we got the second episode at the end, and the second episode was well, having to wrap up the whole story, which was <laughs> inconvenience if you wanted more episodes. But um, that's what it felt like. It just felt like we got like a. a one big episode and then a small one. And it was just very tonally different. But maybe, I don't know, maybe your two, your two movie things make more sense than, than that. But, I mean, I it's, it's getting a sequel. They're going to make another one. Chris Pratt. Everybody, or for the most part, people that worked on this movie are going to work on the sequel. It's been a huge yeah. hit for, for Amazon. Massive. I could have, I mean, I would have, put money on the fact that they would have set up or teased um, a, a sequel, you know, like they, they find the, they find like, I guess like, or like the nest or like the, you know, the, ooh, the, the place where like, Oh, they've been here the whole time. It's like, they've, no one's ever seen more of the world. So um, <laughs> like I said, it, yeah. it's, it, it's, it, been, it, yeah, it, it's, it's been that. It's like it they've been here the whole time. <laughs> they blow up that whole thing. You think a post-credit scene or something? I guess it would have been pretty cliche. So maybe yeah, I'm glad they didn't then, do it. But you think it would have been like, "Ooh, one of them survived." 
But now they've just made it hard for themselves to set up a second movie. I don't know. Why make right. things hard for themselves? They make it easy. Make it but easy. Some, sometimes when, you know, when they write themselves into a corner, you get a really good story out of it. So let's see what oh, they do next. Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I mean, again, like this, this movie, it's been huge for Amazon. And a lot of people have been talking about it, but it's that streaming model or streaming release where for like a hot minute, everybody's talking about it until, they, until everybody's seen it and then it kind of goes away. But with this movie, it's kind of, it's hanging around a little bit. So I'd be interested what Speaking. the actual what the numbers would be, but again, like, everything I'm hearing is that this is um, this has been a hit. Speaking of huge, though, J.K. Simmons, he is tank man. Yeah, he is. Remember when <laughs> there was those pictures of him in the gym ahead of yeah, yeah. Justice League when he was playing Commissioner Gordon, and it's had him in a tank top, lifting weights, big beard. That's pretty much what he looks like in this movie. That's what he looks like, yeah. It, it's great. But he's a, he's a good little addition. He's not in the movie heaps, but, you know, he's there and, you know, he's another element. But I just but thought it, I'd give him a shout-out before yeah, we... <laughs> it's, it's that thing, again, like, going to, like, the, the divide between the majority of the movie and that third act, because as soon as the third act comes around, it, it is as if that he's got a bigger role in the sequel. And he's doing yeah, a like lot more. He's, he's been bumped up. He's, he's like a main up. character now. He's, he's a, a series support. regular now. He's a, like main, he's... <laughs> yes. he's a main supported character. There's that plot point that he served in in the beginning or you know, close to. And then, yeah, in that third act, he gets his heroic moment. He gets to bond. Yeah, there's a lot going on. <laughs> he's... There's so much. There's so much. <laughs> um, but, you know, like overall, I, I guess before we... Um, before we, we wrap up, it's like as expensive and like, you know, well-polished a lot of this movie uh, sort of comes across as there were so many moments where, especially like, you know, when, when Muri, Muri's death in the future, like just none of that felt real to me. And, and there were a lot of moments like that that took me out of the movie where I'm just like, I'm not watching anything that's actually happening, and I get it. I'm watching a movie. Obviously, that's that's yeah. the case. But well, I mean, like they're was... standing there on the on the on the rig. There's explosions. It's loud. Like there's like hundreds of explosions just going off, and they're whispering to each other, having this very quiet conversation. It's like you would not be able to hear each other. They're perfectly clean. No one's sweating. <laughs> I'm like that happens in movies. None of this. <laughs> no, but I mean, oh, it's just none of this looks real, and it's just like they're not even trying. They're, I don't know. <laughs> Because that oh, was man. essentially happening because he's going to go... The idea is that she dies in the future. He's going to go back to the past and he's going to save her and everybody's mm. future. And he's I not going to do it, he's not do it for everybody else. He's going to do it for his family. But So he's going to go it's... back and save her, but he's still lived that. He's still got the trauma of seeing his daughter die. So yeah, there's I some mean, really dark elements in this movie. That would be pretty twisted. And I'm glad they did address that in in some degree where it's like he is dealing, you know, he comes back and he's, you know, he comes back to the present and he's like, it's he might as well have just said, I've seen some shit yeah. and that, that shit's really messed me up. And I mean, even... And you know what? That would have been really good for a sequel for him to really yeah. be damaged from that. And he, that would have that would have been a hindrance to him saving the world. But they wrapped it all up in, uh, <laughs> in, in a, in a half an hour. Like- so. 
she, she references the fact that when you came back, you weren't the same. And that was way before she died and all of that happened. So we knew that something was going to happen in the future. And yeah, it was him seeing his daughter. Wait, so so did did he all... Wait, so if, if she's addressing the fact that when he came back, as in like yeah. came back from the future, so did he always go to the future? Oh, yeah, because... Oh, let's not do it. Nah, that's not... This movie doesn't do it. There's no loop, is there? No, 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 no. There's, there's not a loop, but he... Yeah, when he came back, he was affected by what he'd done in the future, and we see no, do what, what he does in the future. The sequel will be the rest of the future unfolding, and things are just going to happen the same way anyway. I guarantee it. Let's just wait until that's... it comes out. We'll talk about <laughs> yeah. it. <then. laughs> Guarantee it. This one, though, if you're going to rate it out of five, <laughs> you know, it, it, was, it, was, it was fairly fun. And look, like I said, I, I enjoyed the experience of watching it. Mm. And uh, yeah, you know, it, it's a stupid movie. It really doesn't make sense. But you know, like I'm not, you know, most of the action's pretty decent. Always good. It's always good watching Chris Pratt, and the movie does dive into certain little elements and story beats, and uh, you know, little themes that you know they can do more. They could have done more with, uh, but uh, yeah, good effort. Uh, a generous three out of five. I, I, I think that's pretty generous. A three out of five. That's probably too high, but I'll give it a three. I'll give it a three. I've said it now. It's done. Said it many times on the podcast. Three is a recommend. And not only would I recommend this movie, I have. I've recommended it. I've not recommended it as this great piece of cinema, but I've recommended it as being, you know, you watch it at home. It's a good time. You've got Chris Pratt. There's some great visuals. I, I liked it. I, I did like it. And, you know, just like you, you know, watched it with my wife and, and that was a, a good experience. Yeah, three, three out of five. I mean, again, riddled with plot holes. But it's time travel. There's always gaps in time travel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, some, not as, some not as bad as this. <laughs> no. But we, we clearly got enough out of it. Yeah, three out of five. I got enough out of it. I recommend it as something something to kill time. How's that? (laughs) (laughs) A time travel movie to kill time. There we go. All right. Well, as always, we're going to close out with some trivia. And I'm going to be honest, there wasn't a lot. And what I did find, it's not that good, but it's better than nothing. (laughs) Oh, wait. Chris Pratt says, I will be back in the film. You might remember that. Yep. I mean, if I'm honest, I certainly noticed I did, that I said it. Yeah. That, of course, is a slight variation from his father-in-law, Arnold Schwarzenegger's famous one-liner, I'll be back from the Terminator. Mm. Good, isn't that? Good bit of trivia. I mean, at, at the time, I didn't join the dots that, of course, yeah, his father-in-law is is Arnie. Um, but again, going back to, you know, those uh, very similar movies that this 
this movie, you know, draws on and uh, I guess feels like Terminator, of course, you've got an apocalyptic future, you know, time travel involved, save the future. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure him saying that was intentional. Yeah. They knew what they were doing, at least in that regard. Like the daughter is essentially a John Connor type, not in the same way, but you know, she comes up with the with the uh, the potion, the magic potion <laughs> to save the world. All right, all right, all right, we've done it. We've reviewed it. <laughs> well, that's it for our review of the Tomorrow War. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts, and please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as that Films Your Podcast. And we also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. All our episodes can be found at our website, thatfilmsdewpodcast.com. If you missed it, Sounds Like Comics recently revisited The Amazing Spider-Man from 2012 and Rewind and Review celebrated the 25th anniversary of Space Jam. And our upcoming reviews, we've got Black Widow and speaking of Space Jam, we've got Space Jam A New Legacy. You've been listening to Luke and Jason, the guys from that film, Stu. See you soon.